The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. CSPN and the WrestleCast present to you Cast of Strong Style with your hosts JPK Moto and Don DeLorente. Hello, and welcome to episode two of Cast of Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. I'm also joined by my co-host, Miss JPK Moto. What's hey, up, Moto? Hey, hey. I am very good. How are you, Don? I'm good. I'm good. Um, before we get going, we just like to remind everybody how you can listen to us. We'd like you to visit us at www.cspn.us. You can also find us on the WrestleCast Tumblr page at wrestlecast.tumblr.com. We're also on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and any other way that you listen to podcasts these days. So before we actually get into what we came to do, we just like to thank everybody for the great response, um, all the listens to the debut episode, um, the people who gave us feedback. Um, we greatly appreciate it. And we're off to a great start. And we're here for episode two. So Mozo, your thoughts on the debut episode and um, your feedback? I think I have a great tag team partner in Don. I appreciate everyone who has listened, given us feedback, just like Don said. We appreciate you and hopefully we'll be able to give you more and more of what you love. So keep listening. All right. So we'll get into last where we left off last. And that was, we were headed into the finals of the new Japan cup. The finals consisted of the unlikely finalist, bad luck Fale versus uh, probably a long overdue finalist in Shabata. Um, uh, thoughts. Um, for me, it was arguably Fale's best performance as a wrestler in New Japan. And uh, you guys know I'm not a big fan of Bad Luck Valley, but he really did his thing for what he could. And I thought that this was a story of strength versus resourcefulness. Everyone knows that Shibata is strong. Everyone knows Bad Luck Valley is strong. But when it came down to it, Shibata had more tricks in his hat. And he would he would trick Fale, he would go out of combinations, he would put him in submissions, he would do a drop kick when he needed to. He was just overall the more resilient performer. But it was a great match all around, I think. Yeah, it was a very good match. Um kind of went down like this. Shibata kicks out of the big splash and the grenade. He then counters to Razor's edge into the sleeper hole. Fale fights it off. Shibata then gets the sleeper again and then he hits Fale with the PK and he is the winner of the 2017 New Japan Cup. Yay! Yes. He gets a nice, lovely trophy. He gets all the confetti. And then he grabs the microphone after the match, and he declares that he wants his match with Okada! To the amazement of everyone who was watching, and everyone was cheering, it was just everyone loved that he's challenging for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship title. Long overdue, in my opinion. Right. So... After that great card and that great completion, that leads us to our next big event, which is going to be Sakara Genesis, which is going to happen on April the 9th. And now we're going to just talk about that card as it was released uh, last week and before um, the event that we're about to review. Mm -hmm. So our undercard match, we'll have a couple of those. 
You got David Finley, Jason Thunder Liger, and Nakanishi versus Kawatu, who is my favorite young boy, uh, Kitamara, and Oka, which is basically going to be a young boy squad. So then we'll get the Bullet Club consisting of Adam Page, Tamatanga, Tonga Roa, and my guy, Yujiro, mm. versus Tiger Mask, Tiger Mask W, Makabe, and Nagata. First of all, Don, I just have to say before you start, before you continue, it's Tiger, Tiger Mask, okay? They're the best Tiger Mask W and Daddy Tiger Mask. <laughs> Next, we're going to have Beretta and Rocky Romero, a.k.a. Rapunky Vice, and Yoshihashi, <laughs> lovely hair and all. His wig. Versus, <laughs> versus Desperado, Minoru Suzuki, and Taka Mikanoshi. We're going to have an IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title match between Taishi and Kanamaru versus Jado and Gato. As we were speculating on the last show, if they were going to go for the titles, well, here's our answer. Mm-hmm. And we were definitely right on this. Um, it's it's going to be quite, quite the interesting match, in my opinion. Exactly. I'm looking forward to it. Their um, interactions in these tag team matches have been pretty good. Well, um, Jado and Ghetto um, said in previous um, shows that um, Taichi, to Taichi and Kanemaru, that they're not the only ones who can play dirty. So I'm expecting dirty antics from both sides on this. This one's oh. one to watch, I think. Are they going to take it back to the old Jado and Ghetto? I hope so. Okay. So we get another Bullet Club combination. This time it's Bad Luck Fale and Kenny Omega versus Ishii and Yano. We get the Los Ingabernables de Japón. Bushi, Evil, Sonata, and Aito versus Tanahasi, Juice Robinson, Ricochet, and Taguchi. It's good to see Ricochet making a comeback. I haven't seen him in New Japan in a few months, so another crowd will be excited to um, see I him th- do his aerials. I think so, too. Adding Ricochet would actually be a great um, addition to the Taguchi, Juice, Tanahashi um, dynamic. I'm actually interested in how him and Sonata together will be in the ring because they both have the athleticism and the smoothness to really get some really interesting spots and really impress the crowd there. Mm-hmm. That's the exact two guys I was thinking about. I was like, man, him and Sonata are going to do some pretty cool things, I think. So looking forward to that one. We're going to have an IWGP Tag Team Championship match. Tenzan and Kojima versus War Machine, Hanson and Raymond Rowe of ROH fame. Um, I'm expecting a hard-hitting match between these two. Um, both have good synergy as tag teams. Both have good power. Um, I do think Kojima and Tenzan are going to retain, but I'm interested in what War Machine has to offer. Yeah, they, they should. They are the perfect classic um, Gaijin, which is foreigner tag team because they're you know real big, real powerful, and you know that's what the Japanese people mark for from their foreigners. So mm-hmm. next, we're going to have a never open weight championship match. Between Goto and Zack Sabre Jr. I am so excited for this. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. proved in his bout with Shibata that he can hang with the never open weight crowd. He's hard hitting and agile to boot, very versatile. But Goto's shots are extremely powerful. I mean, I don't want to ever take a headbutt from this man. And he'll he can wear you down. I mean, he won the title from Shibata. He's used to the resilience that um, Zack Sabre Jr. can have. Um, I think Goto will retain, but it would be quite the upset if Zack Sabre Jr. wins, so I'm not counting that out. Right, and Zack Sabre Jr. with those submission holes, you know, the match could end at any second with him. 
because he gets you in something that you can't get out of. I I agree with you. I'm I'm so excited for this. It's going to be one s- stiff match. I got to tell you, match that I'm looking forward to, which is going to be a rematch, is going to be for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship as the ticking time bomb, Takahashi. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Do that again, Don. Really? Go. You it's yours. It. It's yours. All right. It's the ticking time bomb. There you go. Takahashi versus Kushida. Um, this is the time splitter versus the ticking time bomb. Um, Takahashi is really quite crazy. I mean, I can't put it any other way. He's starting to talk to his belt every time he's around Kushida. And he's the type of person who kind of looks as pain as a, some type of key. But Kushida is going to bring that key to him. Takahashi will risk his life and limb to keep that belt with him at all times. He likes his mind games, and Kushida is kind of like a simpler person, so I'm not sure how he's going to fare with that. Um, but Kushida will also risk life and limb to, to try to get that belt back. He seems to be lost without the belt, so I think he's going to do all he can to get this belt. And I, I think these are going to be some, some gasping moments. People are going to be like nervous this entire match with the stunts that are going to go on. Oh, yeah. They... Pulled it out the last time. And then, I mean, if you want to take it a step farther, the stuff that Takahashi and Dragon Lee do when they wrestle each other is just stupid to to a point where it's like, oh, man, I wouldn't agree to take any of these moves. That, they really killed each other each last other. time. Yeah, they did. So, yeah, Takahashi's definitely going to take it to the extreme, and uh, Kushida's going to have to match him. And uh, so far, Takahashi's been getting the best of them, so we'll see if Kushida can... Can can reverse the trend that's been going on here lately. On well, I'm life. going for the ticking time bomb. Are you heel life? What'd you say? Are you are you the type of person who roots for the heel? We call that heel life. Hashtag heel life. <laughs> Not necessarily. I mean, I do I do love my faces as well, but I I have a soft spot for the ticking time bomb, and I think uh, it is Lij. So I know that that has a lot to do with it too. Oh, I can go on for days and days, but uh, Takahashi is going to send Kushida right back to the '90s where he belongs. Yeah, because she hasn't been wearing the bubble vest lately. Well, he's like I said, he's lost. He needs to find his way. <laughs> and then our main event, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match between Okada and the New Japan Cup winner, Shibata. I'm telling you, um, Okada's going to be serious all the way. Sh- um, Shibata's already in Okada's head as far as I'm seeing right now. Both men are strong. Both men are resourceful. Both men are resilient. Both are going to leave this all on the mat. Don't expect anything less, in my opinion, than a match of the year contender. Um, Shibata um, said previously in another interview that he knows um, um, Okada's weakness, but he hasn't chosen to reveal it. And I think he might reveal it in this match. And Mm -hmm. I think he's going to win it from Okada. Oh, you're predicting the upset. I, I don't think it's necessarily an upset. Shibata has been working at this for three, four years now. He is a man who is determined to get his way. Even if he loses at points, he's going to get what he wants at any cost. I'm, 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 I'm thinking Shibata here. I just wouldn't see Shibata winning it on the first try. I thought maybe he would come close and then maybe somehow have a strong G1 and get back in there again and get a chance at it. Cause you know, like if you beat the champion in the G1, you'll usually get a title match kind of in between that time in the um in the uh Wrestle Kingdom match. So I figured that, that maybe that might happen, but we'll see. A lot of time between now and then. 
That's true, but I'm, I'm thinking of all the previous opponents that Shibata went through to get here. We're talking Minoru Suzuki, Goto, powerful people. And I think Okada is one of those people, who, while strong, while great, he might be a bit cocky. He beat Kenny Omega, and he's resting on his laurels right now. And Shibata has been clawing his way up, and I don't think Okada's ready for that. Okay. Well, we will definitely find out on April the 9th, and we will definitely let everybody know the results. It's actually that is the very next time that we will be recording this great podcast is on that actual day. So I know what I'll be doing early that Sunday morning, spending it watching New Japan. So now we're going to talk about the road to Sakara Genesis car that happened this past Sunday. It's, it so, was a good one, too. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, we're actually, we're going to talk about the whole card. Is we're actually going to give the undercard guys some love here tonight, as this was the only show that New Japan had in the two weeks uh, that we take to, in between recording. So this was real easy for us to break down. As we had Bad Luck Fale versus the young boy, Oka. This match went about a minute and 15 seconds. Fale gets the win after hitting the grenade. Uh, just, you know, open a match. Uh, Oak is really tough and really rugged. Um, he definitely has got a chance to be good one day, but we've got about another year worth of him getting beat before we find out. Um, Oka is a really, I like seeing him as a young lion in the ring. He's hardworking. He's very strong. Um, as far as this match, I just felt that it was kind of ridiculous how Oka like lost the last, the, the match didn't even last two minutes. He had the grenade. It was just, I think Fale, he he's known to last longer than that. It it could have lasted longer. It was just kind of, it was ridiculous in my opinion. But I like I like Okan Fale. Uh, it just looked like it was a way for you know Fale to look strong after losing the uh, New Japan Cup because that was the last time that we saw him. He lost. He lost, but he didn't. He wasn't weak in his defeat. It wasn't like you know he was buried. You know. True. And, you know, obviously, young lions are supposed to eat the pins and take the loss. I just felt that this was like, not to mention other promotions, just some Triple H type of nonsense that went on. It just left a sour taste in my mouth. Match number two, Desperado, Takamikanochu. And I can't ever get his name right, but the crazy guy on the chain. Izuka. Izuka versus my favorite young boy. Kawato, because he ain't got no fear. He just runs in the ring when they're all standing in there, and Jushin Thunder Liger and Tiger Mask have barely even been introduced, and he's already slid in the ring, <laughs> beat up three on one. He goes hard. I, I like that. But um, he actually has some pretty cool offense. He got a chance to display some offense, but eventually Desperado hits him with his finisher, and the Suzuki Gun team gets the win. Yeah, um, Kawato ate the pin, as expected of, of a young lion. Um, Jushin, Jushin Thunder Liger was in this match as well, and um, after um, Kawada was pinned, um, Mishinoku and Desperado kept attacking him, and he was very mad about it. Um, Kawada was rolled out of the ring, and then Liger actually charged. He was outside at the time. He charges back in the ring with a chair, and he actually throws it at um, El Desperado and Mishinoku, who were outside. So could have hit someone in the crowd, but it didn't. He was just so angry that they were beating up on Kawada. And... Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with Liger, but he's he's pretty mad right now. Yeah, I think he really likes Kawato because they tend to wrestle in a lot of matches together. And I think he's kind of taking him under his wing, and I think that's why he was that upset. 
well, it was kind of uncharacteristic for Liger to really get that mad, to almost endanger the audience. But I'm, I'm glad to see the side of Liger. You know, he's been in the business for, you know, I don't know how many years now. And um, I just I just liked it. And I hope that we see more of this in the future from him. Right. Next match, Tenzan, Kojima, and Makabe versus David Finley and War Machine. Hanson of War Machine tried to dive, and he hit his partner, Ro, instead. Kojima then hits David Finley with the Kooji Cutter and then the Cozy Lariat, and they get the win. Um, as usual, uh, David Finley eats the pin. I, I feel like he's like the whipping boy of New Japan right now. I know he's he's there, but he just gets loss after loss after loss. I mean, it wasn't a bad match. I liked it. Um, War Machine um, are brutes from Ring of Honor. Good tag team, and after the match, um, they went and... And Kojima and Tenzan's face, and there they wanted to challenge for the IWGP tag team titles, which we're going to see for Sakura Genesis. Yeah. Um, my thing on David Finley is uh, he probably could have benefited doing what Jay White got to do, which was actually go somewhere and do his excursion. But he actually kind of had a change in plans because of the uh, Matt Seidel situation. And ah. so he ended up being um, Bricochet's partner for the rest of the. Um, Super Junior Tag League uh, stuff. So that's kind of why he's kind of in a struggle right now is because he he wasn't really meant to still be in the spot right now. He was probably meant for his excursion, but because the plans changed, he was the one who got picked to be the, in that spot. Well, uh, I hope he gets his excursion soon because he is wallowing at the moment. Yeah. My man Jay White is flourishing, though. He beat Kenny King at the uh, ROH uh, 15th anniversary show to start off the the pay-per-view, so. Yes, go Jay White. I'm, I'm happy it's it's working out for him. Yeah. We get your favorite, Minoru Suzuki, Tashi, and Kanemaru <laughs> versus Goto, Jado, and Gato. Kanemaru hit the diving DDT on Gato, and they get the win. Suzuki again prevails. Minoru Suzuki is evil as ever. Shenanigans, microphone stand, <laughs> you know, handle of the hammer, you know, I- things that they do. I well, it's it's Suzuki Gun. They attack Jado and Ghetto and everyone right off the bat. I mean, Taichi Taichi hates Jado with the handle of a hammer. I don't know how you do that, but whatever. Chokes him for two seconds. Kanemaru gets the pin. I mean, they're doing what they do. Heels do what they do. Good match though. Yes, it was very entertaining. Trent Beretta, Ishi and Yano versus Jason, Kenny Omega, and Yujiro. Yano gives Chase Owens the little blow, then he rolls Chase Owens up, and he gets the win. I think the highlight to me in this match was the Kenny Omega-Yano little interaction, where he was basically, Kenny Omega was mirroring Yano, like move for move. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty good. That, yeah, I, I agree with that. And it was just a fun comedic time for, for that part. Um, what um, fans or listeners might not know is previous to this, um, Kenny did an interview where he said about Ishii that he's old, fat, and can't go anymore. So Ishii really took offense to that when they were in the ring. Um, Bullet Club is on a losing streak, and I'm not sure what's going on with them. I will say Beretta took brunt of Bullet Club's offense, but still, they lost. And I also want to note that Chase Owens looked like a budget Sami Zayn, so he needs to change up his look. <laughs> Uh, don't be talking bad about Chase Owens. He was just glad to be back in New Japan. <laughs> well, change the look up if you're there, honey. Just, you know, change it up a bit. You're with Bullet Club. Let's get it together. In fact, the Bullet Club needs to get it together. I hope they I hope they do. 
Yeah, their recent losing streak has come on the heels of the uh, Young Bucks not being in the company uh, right now as they're taking their, you know, they're making their other dates with ROH and things like that. So they seem to be kind of on the downswing with the absence of the Young Bucks. Well, the elite need to reform in Japan and get it together. I'm not liking this this losing streak with Bullet Club. Yeah, me personally, I've actually started to um, have Young Bucks withdraw. It's getting time. I'm, I'm ready to see them do some of their cool, ridiculous stuff that they do. I agree with you. Next match, Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, Kushida, Nakanishi, and Taguchi versus the Los Ingobernables de Japón, Bushi, Evil, Sonata, Takahashi, and Naito. Juice Robinson counted the skull in, then he hit his finisher, the Pulp Fiction, and they get the pin and the win. Totally shocked. Did not see it coming. I I was too the I'm I'm I was surprised at that as well. Um, this was one of the ones that really kind of you know continue feuds that were going on. Um, Naito hates juices here. I have to note this. When you see him, he hates his his locks. I mean, at the end of the match, Lig Lij went on a rampage, and Naito actually grabbed Juice's locks as he's on his on his stomach. His, his head is back, and just all the members just take turns just kicking him in the face. It was like crazy, 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 crazy. Um, and backstage, Taguchi actually mentioned that Ricochet was coming back. Evil said no comment. Um, I have to say this. Um, Juice was not happy at all with Naito. He actually called him a quote-unquote effing asshole. So that's that's what's going on. And Bushi says that they'll actually be the longest defending six-man tag team champions soon. And Naito also said that the New Japan is not giving the fans what they want. They want more LIJ. <laughs> so so it was it was a crazy match. And, you know, we, we've got a lot with LIJ coming up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to them having a very big summer. Main event time, Shibata and Nagata versus Okada and Yoshihashi. Shibata gets Yoshi in the sleeper hole. Shibata follows that up with the PK, and they get the win. Post-match, Okada and Shibata have a great stare down. This was a good, good match um, to get them together. Shibata really giving Okada a preview of the pain that awaits him at Sakura Genesis. Um, I like the exchange between them. Um, Okada kind of came into the ring looking a little relaxed, but as soon as the match started, he really got serious, and I think I think there's a lot of psychology between them, and Shibata is really really doing something in the mindset of, of Okada. Yeah, well, I think he knows he's going to have to bring it, like, big time bring it, and, like, he's going to have to take a lot to get this win. It's not going to be, like, a finesse-style match where he can look pretty. He's going to have to get real dirty and 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 be in a dogfight because when Shibata goes into no sill mode, watch out. Oh my gosh. Oh my, you he's like a tree, a rooted tree. You have to chop, chop, chop to get him down there. And I again I, I think Okada's a little soft boiled for this match. He he needs to get a little hard boiled, get a little dirty like you said, and not think about the hair, not think about the glitter, the glitz. Just do what you have to do to keep that belt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, as you may have kind of noticed, that New Japan kind of takes a different approach to how they build their matches. They build their matches through big tag team matches lots of times. So they'll have 
um, you know, at least one or two people who are in a feud or feuding in these big tag team matches before they do the big one-on-one blow-off match. And then they don't have a too much interaction. They have enough to whet your appetite, but not too much. And maybe if they have like three events where they mix it all up on the very last event, the underdog may pin like the champion or something like Kenny Omega pinned Okada in the last um, event leading up to their match. Uh, yes. And, and that's the beauty of new Japan. You're not getting too much where it's just, you're saturated and saturated and you're not getting too little where you don't even care after a while. Um, I think they, they really balance that out for the fans and they have additional material and media on their site. Uh, new Japan, uh, njpw1972.com if you want the English version and you really get a feel for what's going on without, you know, a lot, you know, being right. overwhelmed. Right. And, and for those of you thinking about getting the uh, service, don't be deterred by not having the English commentary because if you're a wrestling fan, it's very easy and simple to follow like what's going on, like, you know, the matches speak for themselves. And then the promos, you can kind of, you know, when a person it comes out, and they basically, you know, stare at the person down eye to eye and then, like, point at their title. You don't really need a translator to understand what's going on. No, and anything that they have for promo-wise, they actually have on the NJPW 1972 site the same day. Usually within an hour or two, they have it translated up for you to read what went on anyway. All right. So don't be afraid to get into the service, folks. It's, it's really good. It's really worth your while. And they've got some great archives, especially since... New Japan has had some, you know, um, relationships with ROH, CMLL, and WCW back in the day. They've got some really good stuff in their archives. If you want to go back and look at some classic, classic uh, New Japan pro wrestling. Absolutely. And it's cost effective. Nine ninety nine per month, as you know, probably used to. And it's at njpwworld.com. Right. Now, at this time, we're going to um, go into this little segment we're going to call Moto's Rant. Now, you have a rant and you have a theory. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct, Don. Okay. So, since we'll think, think your rant will take longer, we'll let you start with that first. Okay. Listeners, you know, you've been listening, faithful listeners, and I have a rant for you. Taichi is terrible. I'll give you a lot of reasons why. One, his hair is like a skunk, okay? It looks terrible, half blonde, half black, doesn't look good. He can't use weapons properly. Cane, hammer, you name it, he does not know how to use it. His cane, he doesn't slam it on the back. He actually holds the top of it and then tries to chuck it at the person's neck. A hammer, he uses the handle to hit people. You use the head not the handle. Everybody knows that. Well, I mean, we don't want to catch charges here. I mean, the man doesn't want to go to jail. I mean, he is thinking about the lesser charge. How do you hammer a nail, Don? Yes. No, with the head, but I I don't know if I want to harm anybody with hitting them. We're not telling you to do this. I'm just saying that's that's just how you use a hammer. We all know this. You're taught this at a young age. He just doesn't know how to do it. All right. Moving on. He's got too many props. The man has a mask cane, leather pants, hammer. I mean, come on. It's just too much. It's like someone put a whole bunch of gimmicks in a blender and then it just spit out Taiichi. That's what that is. And then he's got too many antics. He rips off his pants in the middle of the the match theatrically. 
He makes Desperado look like a ref and does a one, two, three, and he cheers for himself. He lip syncs horribly. Who told him to do that? That's a terrible idea. And he just is just overall cocky. I mean, he's distracting. He just has that heat that's not, boo, you're a heel. It's, boo, get off the stage. Boo, I hate oh, Like he's, he's reached the Xbox levels. Go away, heat. Yes, that's go away heat. That's that's not heel heat. So that said, I enjoy booing him. So I guess the joke's on me. But that's my rant. Yeah, yeah this is like Jim Cornette back in the day. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm happy for the compliment. And now for your theory, which I think is going to be more directed at me and, and trying to blow my mind. Last time we had a theory, I said that uh, Yoshihashi wears a wig. Don denied it, and then I gave him facts, and then he thought about it. And I know for a fact he thinks that Yoshihashi probably wears a wig now. And if you don't know, Google Yoshihashi. I'm telling you, that hair don't move, ever. That's a wig. does have a very Jimmy Johnson-like quality to his hair. Uh, I was watching the match, the tag team match, the main event, uh, with him and Okada versus Shibata and Nagata, and uh, yeah, for like the first two or three minutes of the match, I found myself just kind of staring at his hair, and I'm like, "Oh, Modo." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bring the truth to the masses. That's what I do. I do it for you. It's like she done got me more intrigued to whether this dude's hair is real or not more than his actual match right now, and I had to like kind of reset myself and refocus and not try to focus on his hair. You don't but have yeah, to thank it is, me. It is quite noticeable that it does. It doesn't do a lot of moving, mm-hmm. and it doesn't get like ruffled in any various places, like during headlocks and things like that. And his occupation is a wrestler, folks. A wrestler. It's a wig. But that's not even my theory for today. You don't have to thank me, Don. You're welcome. You're welcome, listeners. And time for my new theory. Now brace yourselves. This is controversial. I think that Okada is an android who is controlled by Ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. You can laugh. That's okay. That's, that's fine. That's well, fine. at times he does seem kind of robotic. <sighs> that's fine. I, I, I've prepared this for you and the listeners. Okada has three modes of control. Serious, confused, and seriously confused. Now, it's almost like when he comes out, if you notice, when Ghetto comes out with him and he claps three times... Okada just looks around like, where am I? What's going on? Then he goes to the ramp, still confused. And then when the announcer says his name, he's temporarily set to serious. And then he does, you know, his thing on the top rope and he's loving the crowd. And then right after he talks to himself on his intro, his, his entrance, he goes right back to confused. I'm telling you. He's also equipped with sensors so he can adapt quickly to an opponent. Now, why would Ghetto do this? Think about how old Ghetto is. Think about how he's not in his prime anymore. What is Okada in his prime, an ace, young, pliable, and also champion? Why not control who you want if your age won't let you? I'm just saying, Triple H does it. Why not Ghetto? Think about it. Mm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. You and Jordan Peele have very interesting imaginations. I, I think... I think I am absolutely correct, and you're going to watch his entrance, and you're going to see how confused he looks because he's being controlled by Ghetto. <laughs> yes, yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, that's something to look forward to on the ninth. Look forward to three hand claps. That's and right. Things that transpire after that when it comes to Okada. 
And when he does the money thing, too, when he's, like, rubbing his fingers together, look at Okada. Don't look at Ghetto. Mm-hmm. The signs are there. <laughs> All you right. can laugh, Don. I am, I am not crazy. I, I'm, I, I'm thoroughly amused by this. It is, I'm a genius, okay? I'm a hilarious. genius. You guys will know I'm a genius. Lanny Papo type genius or Chris Nowinski? You know what? I am my own type of genius. See, you, you're trying to shade me right now. That's cute. That's cute, Zon. But you know what? You know the truth is out there, and I'm here to bring it to you. <laughs> you're welcome, Don, and you're welcome, listeners of Cast uh, Strong Style. We appreciate it. The Moto system, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you do, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, that's okay. Let's you have your time for your shout-outs, or is there anything else that you'd like to um, expound upon before we give the shout-outs? Hmm. I think that a lot of people, if you are a fan, if you're thinking about it, definitely join and subscribe to New Japan and jpwworld.com and also um, NJPW1972 if you want to look at promos because it really goes into it. Um, love the ticking time bomb. LIJ is the best. And I'm a genius. And thank you, listeners. Um, I would say after you guys subscribe to New Japan World, make sure that you have subscribed to Cast a Strong Style so you can have somebody to listen to to review all the great things that you'll be watching week in and week out. Um, I'd just like to thank my co-host, Moto. Yay! I'd like, like to thank everybody, like I said before in the beginning, who listened, who downloaded, who have subscribed, um, continue um, rocking with us and you know give us any suggestions and feedback and we will definitely try to implement and take your suggestions into account to make our show the best that it can be so until episode 3 this has been Don and Moto and this has been Cast of Strong Stop. Strong stars, stars.